Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lynn Harris of Hard at Work. Welcome. Uh, we're doing another podcast. Uh, this is number 42. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, with Joanna. She has an awesome topic. I think most of us uh, go unscathed, as she would say, about the imposter syn syndrome. And so I'm really glad to, curious to hear about more what she has to say. So basically the podcast series is about uh, helping people um, and be better and more effective in the workplace, be more self-aware. Um, it's really about promoting kindness as well. That's why I do the podcast. So Joanna, welcome. Yes. Tell us a little thank bit you. more about how did you get started doing what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm honored. Yeah, you're welcome. So, I used to be uh, an engineer, actually, okay. and while I was an engineer, I kind of had this itch to start my own business mm -hmm. and to have basically be in charge of my own world and, and have my own rules on, on how I was going to create my career. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I went to a what I thought was a business seminar, and it actually wasn't. And uh, <laughs> while I was there, I ended up healing um, a bunch of emotional trauma that I had experienced over the prior four years. Right. And uh, when I realized that there's this entire field out there that is all about helping you to overcome that trauma, overcome any sort of negative emotions, mm -hmm. and to start to create the life that you want and to mm -hmm. also be of service to others, that's when I knew I'm like, okay, I feel like I came home. This is, this is what I need to be doing. And so I started uh, getting my coaching certification. I got my NLP master practitioner certification mm -hmm. and I started working with people. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then a few years later, I picked up a camera. I saw a photographer and as I was watching her do her craft, I realized, wow, she does what I do with mm -hmm. a camera, right? And so I started photographing women Mm -hmm. And I started using that as also part of my coaching work and a coaching session and really helping women to rediscover who they are again, or to step into roles that they didn't even realize that they had mm -hmm. this power within. And so whether I do actual coaching work or whether I do a photo session with a client, either way, the work is the same, which is really all about reconnecting her with her true self and allowing right. her to step into her true power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine this helps a lot of uh, whether they're, you just mostly focus on women or? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I imagine most of this women, when they are in their true power, that they are more effective in the workplace as well, right? Absolutely. Yes. So when you can actually align with who you are mm -hmm. and you start to really listen to not just what's going on in your mind, because the mind is where we get trapped. Right. but also with what's going on in your body and to connect to a higher power, mm -hmm. then you are, no, you no longer need motivation. You're being driven by a purpose. You're being driven by something bigger than yourself. Right. And so it allows you to actually get bigger results, whether it's in your business and your company with your team, you're an inspiration to other people in all sorts of areas of your life. Right. Right. And so what do you think some of the biggest challenges your clients have? about being seen and heard and not being the imposter <laughs> the imposter yeah imposter, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty much the one that is straight across the board with everyone is am i good enough to do this right that's the number one question that is going on in, in the back of their mind 
And so they're always looking for the quick fix. They're looking at things like, well, how can I either get them to like me or how can I get them to listen to me Mm -hmm. or something? And what that assumes is that assumes subconsciously that you're not enough. Right. And where that comes from is something that usually shaped you in the first seven years of your life. Right. So you were programmed at a young age, programmed um, by your parents, your teachers, siblings, authority figures, pretty much the the entire environment around you. And that's what started to shape your identity. And when we take those into adulthood, Mm -hmm. what may have worked for us as a child doesn't necessarily work for us as an adult. Right. And so if we don't upgrade that and we don't upgrade our identity, we, we carry those past emotions and it's all trapped in the body. Right. And whether it's held on as a form of trauma or, or just held on as this feeling of I'm not good enough. And so the way that starts to show up is it starts to show up in that imposter syndrome, which essentially right. is you're constantly trying to achieve more. No matter how much success you get, you feel like, it, you know, this is a fluke. That if they right. really found out, then <laughs> I would be able to say that I'm a fraud. Right. And it holds you back from stepping into those bigger opportunities. It keeps you back from being visible, from writing that book, from being on video, from all sorts of things. Right. So, yeah, th- that imposter shows up in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to claim it as an imposter syndrome? Well, I, I myself didn't, <laughs> I had, for, I learned about it. Um, there was actually two researchers and this is actually, it's, it's a fairly newer concept. It was developed in 1978. Okay. And what I found was uh, with, with some of the people that I speak to, the millennials tend to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Some Gen Xers know, and a lot of uh, it from the boomer generation actually don't know what it is. Right. And so when I explained to them, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. So it was first, the, the term was first coined in 1978 by two researchers. It was known as the imposter phenomenon. And essentially it, they recognized that back then they said it was mainly women, but now we know that it's actually not, maybe not quite as many men, but men also experience it as well. Right. Of just that feeling of feeling like you are a fraud or a con man or some sort of feeling like this isn't who I am and you're not acknowledging the success that you have. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's a very, I would assume a huge marketplace or a huge issue that people have, you know, and yeah, uh, let like you say more so women, I would ga- gather because, you know, women were taught to be outspoken, strong, say what you want to say. <laughs> Just especially if you, if you work, <laughs> yeah, especially if you work in a male dominated industry. So it's quite high in the STEM areas, technology, uh, engineering, but it's also really high in creatives as well. Mm-hmm. Because with creatives, so with, with, with technical and logical types of a mindset, you think that you're supposed to know it all. And right. so that's kind of what you are comparing yourself to. But with the creative, there's no standard. Right? right, because it's so subjective. It's all based on opinion. Mm-hmm. So many times, it's, it's like a moving target, and you never know what exactly is the target that you're trying to meet. And so you always think that your work isn't good enough. And so right. it shows up in different ways within different industries. Yeah, I found uh, too when um, I'm an artist as well, and I found I find too many artists, uh, creatives, like you were mentioning, is is that we create work and we think, oh, that's so ugly, but you know. 
uh, there's always somebody else who likes it <laughs> and exactly. they'll buy it, but you may not like it because just the way it turned out or whatever, but there's always somebody else who likes it. So I think that's the other thing is that we just have to allow ourselves to say, okay, well, I may not like it, but I'm sure somebody else likes it, you know, kind of yeah. thing. It's that allowing ourselves to shine, I guess, or allow ourselves yes. to let go of our own imitations or limitations. So, um, so do you see this problem getting bigger or how much, how much are you solving of the whole issue? So my goal whenever I work, work with a client is not to say, hey, we're going to just completely blow this out of the water and you're never going to feel it again. That's not the purpose. Right. Because the fact of the matter is, is there's actually some, some positive aspects to imposter syndrome, one of which is it keeps you somewhat humble mm -hmm. and it always gives you a sense of the, what the next level is for you of what it is that you can attain. Mm -hmm. So, but outside of that, what the goal is, is for us to be aware of how it shows up acknowledge mm -hmm. it when it does and know how to quickly turn it around, how to overcome it. So it's not that we want to suppress it so that it never happens again. We want to minimize the amount of time that it takes for us to overcome it and really step back into our true power so that we can take the right action steps of what we need to do next. Mm -hmm. And what are, would be a couple examples of action steps that they can do? So I break it down into three stages. The first is we want to uncover what's going on. And so the way that uh, I do it, I look at, okay, what are the old stories that, mm -hmm. that we're telling ourselves in regards to the situation, in regards to maybe who we were in the past, because a lot of that we carry with us. And it also leads to our identity of who we believe we are and what we're capable of. Right. And as I mentioned before, most of us do not upgrade our identity as we move into adulthood. And so many of us are in our 40s or our 50s, and we still feel like that child that was bullied on the playground that no one liked. And so we have that feeling of I'm not good enough. Right. My work is not good enough, and I have to work harder in order to make people like me. Right. So I'm looking at the story, and I'm looking at the identity, and I'm uncovering what's really going on under the surface, because this is all subconscious. Like We don't think about it consciously, right. but mm -hmm. it lives in our body. And then I'm also looking at what are the core needs of what this person is trying to fill here. Some people are looking for a real deep sense of certainty. Others are looking for uh, uh, meaning or purpose, some sort of significance behind their work. Others just want to connect with their team. So I'm looking at what are the core needs that they need met. Mm -hmm. Once I understand and I can uncover all of that, now we can start to transform it. And the way that we have to do that is we have to do it not just in our mind, but we also have to do it in our body and our spirit. And when we can align all three, that's mm -hmm. how we make that transformation. Most of us try and do it in our head. Right. And that's just using willpower. So <laughs> are you going to be successful? Possibly. Long term, probably not. Because it's not rewiring in the body and how we associate with it. Right. So we, once we get that integration, then we can start to transform it and we can start to transform any of those old behaviors, those old feelings, the old stories that are coming up, any old traumas or negative events that had occurred. And uh, there's different modalities that I use with my clients. Uh, and we worked on healing some of those previous experiences. Mm -hmm. So that way, now we can start to create an environment of success that's going to quickly support them. So that's okay. kind of like the stages that I go through with everyone. Right. Can you just maybe just give us an example 
of a client mm -hmm. that you had great success with just so that the people watching yeah. this can say oh yeah that's me <laughs> yeah so i had a, a client that i worked with a few years back and uh, we were about halfway through our sessions and one day she didn't show up for her call and i emailed her and we went back and forth a little bit and she eventually told me she's like i was too ashamed to come on the call because i'm i suffer from this disorder right and i didn't know what it was so in in that sense i guess maybe that's you know to my advantage because i'm <laughs> a little bit of ignorance around and i didn't accept it i don't accept yeah. that label so i'm always looking at the person that i'm working with and and what their soul is saying to me and so i said okay let's get on the phone and let's just talk this through and in our conversation what came out was that she had this diagnosis and this label was put on her as a child right and she has carried that label through her entire life she's now in her mid-40s right um her teen mother of teens and there was this battle inside of her that she was being told that she has to be responsible she has to be an adult but there was this child that just wanted to come out and play right and so she kept resisting being the responsible adult in her business and so when i questioned her i said well why do you have to be she's like because that's what it's supposed to be i said well according to whom it's like and then that started unraveling some of right. the old wiring and so once we made the distinction and i essentially opened up for her where she gave herself the permission that hey i can be a responsible adult and a playful child and allow that creative out in my business right then it released a whole bunch of pressure that she was putting on herself and then a couple of uh months later she emailed me and she said i just had my first sale and it was over seven thousand dollars wow. which she ha couldn't even think about before right. so i don't even think she was earning over two hundred dollars at that point mm -hmm. so it was a massive leap a, a huge shift in her identity that allowed her to own who she really was without all of the judgment that was passed on her from her childhood right right yeah that's all stuff always gets us <laughs> absolutely like the snake bite <laughs> mm -hmm. okay so what kind of services do you provide and uh, how does uh, one get a hold of you if they want to work with you sure so I have a coaching program that I do either in a group format or if someone wanted to work one-on-one one -on -one with me that's possible as well mm -hmm. uh, and then I also do a live retreat version of that but unfortunately right now with, yeah. <laughs> with how things are going on everything is pretty much either virtual or we're working together uh, online or on the phone right uh, and, and then I also do the photo sessions the portrait sessions where you can experience that portrait shoot with me and start to step into who you really are and if you do the uh, signature program that I have, that's included in there as well. If someone wanted to get in touch with me, what my website and my business is Soulscaping. So it's soulscaping.com and all of my social media channels are also under Soulscaping. Okay, okay, great. And any couple of tips you wanna share before we go or something that maybe in this time's a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> what people need to yeah. know. <laughs> I would absolutely say, let re release the, or I should say, um, shift the rules that you put on yourself, especially when it comes to success and what you believe you have to do. Because especially with imposter syndrome, syndrome, what we're really doing is we're comparing. We're either comparing to other people, usually people that are 
far more advanced than us because they've mm -hmm. had maybe an additional 10, 20 years of experience, or we're trying to compare to a standard of perfection, which right. just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so when you can redefine what makes you feel successful and you can redefine it in a way where it's easy for you, it's an mm -hmm. easy feeling and it comes from you versus outside validation, then you start to release that pressure on yourself. So really go back and redefine what are your rules for what has to happen for you to feel success. And if you can, again, release that pressure on yourself, make it easy, then it's going to be so much easier for you to step into some of those bigger opportunities. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation with you, uh, Joanna. Maybe we'll do another follow-up after we can go out and play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we're well, not I have home. a way to go to play with you, but anyway, <laughs> it's a, a great playtime. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you very much for joining me uh, today, Joanna. And uh, we'll be talking to you later, I'm sure. And thank uh, you for having me. Oh, hey, you're welcome. It's always fun. It's always fun thank to you. talk with people that you can relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and people that are willing to be themselves absolutely that that's the that's the truest connection there is so. yeah yeah okay great i'll uh, thank you everybody for joining us and uh we'll be seeing you soon okay meantime make yourself a kind day <laughs>